Hey everyone, welcome back to Safe Haven. I am your host, Darlene Anjoud. On today's episode, I have my family, my Hallelujah family. We are going to cover the topic of treasure. First thing, I'm gonna have them say hi to you guys because they're beautiful people over here. Say hi to everyone. Yo. Hi. Guess we'll be in But we're gonna start off with the first question. It's not really a question. I just kind of like when you guys to um, define the word church hurt or what it means to you or what you witness about church hurt. You know, it's not my back But yeah, what is the question? What is church hurt? Um, well, I guess church hurt is not really any different than regular hurt people would experience outside of church, right? It's just, you know, when you come in church, it's usually a place where you feel like you're supposed to be comfortable and, you know, be in community with people. And whenever someone does something that violates that, then I think that's what church hurt is. Right? Yeah, that's pretty much Okay, so my name is Charlene, and I believe that church hurt is um, hurt, I guess, that people experience with a group of people at a church or one person at a church, and because it happened within the church, I feel like people, like, generalize it, so when, like, they have an issue with one ministry or one person, they'll be like, oh, the church did this or the church did that, and so I feel like it's kind of just generalized that as, like, I guess, stereotyped to the church. Yeah, yeah, that's my answer. Locking it in. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember Shirley and Joby Valentine from Insecure. Right? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so, <laughs> my name is Herbie, and I, I kind of feel the same way as Mike. I don't feel like it's very different from hurt outside of church. I just feel like the fact that it, the hurt happens in a church, people kind of draw more emphasis to it because they feel as though that's not a setting that they should be getting hurt the way they do. Yep. And like how people act or treat each other, they just feel like they, that's not how they should, you know, act inside of a church or, you know, like responses and different things. So I feel like church hurt is more just emphasized or, yeah. Okay, now that we identify the word and we spoke on it, um, have any of you guys experienced church hurt or know anybody that has experienced it? Raise your hand. Oh, there's a few of y'all. Does anybody want to talk about it or share your experience? Hi, everyone. It's Alicia here. Um, so, uh, church hurt that I've experienced, um, it was during a phase of just exploring other ministries i've grew up in my church my whole life so i just wanted to see you know just some things that i may you know be missing out on or ways to really just elevate my relationship with god um and so i did find a different church that um what english and i'm sorry haitian culture and american culture like they combined it really good so i enjoyed um worshiping there and so i was in a process of you know, allowing this church to become like a new church home. And so I ended up getting baptized in that church and the, you know, the pastor that baptized me apparently had a little bit of dirt under his name Ooh. where it was um, one Sunday morning, he came back from Haiti, but the people um, in the, what do you call it? The committee? Yeah, the committee, they were like telling him beforehand, you're not supposed to preach today. So he comes back from his trip early. He gets on the shed. We had a beautiful, like a really, really beautiful worship ceremony and then worship service, I'm sorry. Okay, so it was a beautiful service and he gets on the stage or the shed and he starts praying. And um, instantly, literally in the middle of service, in the middle of him praying, all you see is everybody in the committee just jumping up like, you're not supposed to preach today. Like literally in the middle of service. Trauma and in the church. 
it was just it was crazy because I'm just sitting there like what's going what's, on? I don't because you know I didn't grow up in this church, so it's like I'm like people are crying, people are leaving, and it was just like I've never experienced anything like this before. So unfortunately for me, I did a lot of people ended up leaving the church. Even I ended up leaving the church. I still remain in contact with you know a few of the youth that mm -hmm. went to that church, but that personally alone was just like a terrible experience. It was kind of like traumatic for you? It wasn't traumatic because I'm um, thinking about patience. <laughs> you know, it's like, it was very like shocking though because you know, you think like how, like we're Christians, like how can you have this kind of trauma? Like, but the, the thing behind it was that this pastor was accused of stealing money from the church. Oh. So that's why they were saying you're not supposed to preach because there was an ongoing investigation to the point where like he was still trying to be the head of the church, but he also had, because he was so, like he was so scared of people trying to like attack him or something like that. He had security guards in the, posted up in the church during service. Wait, hold on, wait a minute. You mean, all, after all that drama happened, he so had a lot security. of people left. How he was... still was the head because it was an ongoing investigation. There was not much he could really do. Wow. You know? And it he was had a security. Church. Yeah, it was a, it was his father's church, and you know because he was the son of the father, it kind of like trickled down, <laughs> and like people were just like, nah, like we want somebody else. But you know, it it was a mess, and I had to find that all all of that out in one day, and I was yeah. just like. That, that's tough. <laughs> that's a rough Sunday morning. Yeah, it, it was like we didn't even get to pray out. Like I was already gone. I'm like, uh, -uh I can't. This ain't it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. It, it kind of left me very, very confused. But it also it humbled me as well because it kind of just reminded me like we're all humans. Yeah, we all fall. We all make mistakes. Um, some greater than other like the devil always finds a way inside of the church as well you know and it's just our job to make sure that we don't allow him to win um anybody else want to share their experience <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit traumatic for me honestly um anybody else want to share their experience or experience they know of in the classroom Hi, my name is Destiny, and on my point of view of being church hurt, I'm going to talk about it through witnessing and watching other youth in my church experience it. I personally haven't experienced it, but I've watched a lot of youth in my church experience it. And I feel like a lot of the time, the youth can get church hurt mixed up with conviction. Like when a pastor is preaching or when you're getting a sermon and they're talking about something that may convict you and may hit your heart in a certain type of way, you may think it's the pastor coming at you, and that's where a lot of the church hurt comes in. When you think you take the words of the pastor and you think it's directed towards you, but when it could be the Holy Spirit speaking to your to your heart, that's where you have to open up your heart and have a relationship with God, because He can be speaking to you to change up your life or get rid of this. And if you take it as it's the pastor talking to you, that's when you get church hurt, and that's where a lot of youth mess up and want to walk out because they feel like, oh, the church is targeting me, or the pastor's targeting me. But it's really not the pastor. You have to see it through a spiritual eye. That's that was good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we all gave it up for her. Um, anybody else? Go ahead, Herb. Um, for starters, I'm gonna. Oh, it's Herbie speaking. For starters, I'm gonna say I completely agree with you, Destiny. But at the same time, I've uh, witnessed um, a church a church member went to one of the I, I want to say one of the people who are in a mega church type of thing uh not necessarily i want to say like one of the people who are in close connection with the head of the pastor or the whoever preaching okay. that's that sunday the deacons or something the deacons or something yeah like they went to one of these people in confidence with you know some life experience that they're having mm -hmm. and all of a sudden the next sermon the next sunday it's mm -hmm. literally about kind of uh, angle towards that situation that they're dealing with so they really feel like oh I went and told you something and now all of a sudden it's you know being blown up in church and obviously no one knows it's your experience but you know that you told someone about it and now it's being talked about in church so now you feel like you know they're taking your experience and directing it towards you yeah without like you know in the, indirectly telling you you know, about yourself in the middle of service mm -hmm. and now you feel like, okay, I'm... It's like, now my business is, is everybody yeah, yeah. else's business. And you're personally attacking me without doing it. Yeah. That's that's something that happens a lot in the Haitian church. Like, I'm sorry to say this. It's not just in the Haitian church, but it happens a lot in church 
where people take something that's like very personal i'm telling you something and you know just in secret something that you know that that's liberating for me because um i believe it's in james um one that says like um talk to one another and pray with one another that way you could be free confess to one another something similar to that and when that does happen certain people don't know what to do with that information and they take it and they 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 don't know that they're hurting you. They don't hurt you intentionally, but it's just like, you know, yeah. Anybody else? Go ahead. Okay. Sherlyn here again. Um, I feel like um, some of the church hurt that I've experienced growing up is mainly judgment. So um, I feel like when you're a ministry kid, um, people expect you to be a certain way. And so you have people who already, you know, think that, okay, she should speak like this, she should dress like this, her hair should look like this. And then you have the other people that are like, oh, well, you know what they say about Baptist kids. And so um, when you have so many eyes on you um, from a young age, it kind of instills, like, confusion. Because, one, you're like, okay, they're telling me I'm supposed to be like this, um, and I'm not supposed to do that. So it causes, like, some type of, like, identity crisis. I felt like... Okay, in the midst of me trying to figure out who I am, I also feel like I cannot be myself. So, um, yeah, I just felt like that played with my identity and trying to figure out who I was until I just said, you know what, I don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> I, I am who I am, take it or leave it. And when I, real, when I began to have my own personal relationship with God, I understood that there are certain things that God does not want me to do, and there are certain things that God is, you know, okay, that he hasn't convicted me not to do yet. Yeah. And as long as mm-hmm. I, I'm comfortable with that, then I'm okay. Like So, yeah. Mm, that, that, that's a good point because... It's not even just being a pastor kids that pastor kids don't just go through it. Like when your parents is like in church or in ministry in general, like everybody has a way they want you to live your life. Like for us Haitian, like they're big on this, oh, don't do weave or you can't wear pants. Certain things like they push it on you. And then like when you do like when you do it, when they see you outside of church doing it, it's like, oh, you see this person sinning or going against God. And it's like, yo, like what you're saying doesn't align with God's word. And people like that make younger generation like people our age walk away from the church walk away from god and it's not fair but that's another day's topic but anyways um anybody else fafa you want to share yes my name is faila so i've actually experienced church hurt myself um in like year 2019 where i was in a situation and kind of like the pastor kind of called me aside you know as any pastor would call you aside and spoke to me about the situation next thing you know one by one the church knows. And it was just me and the pastor and his wife. And I felt like at that point, if you were trying to correct me or tell me like this is the right path to do instead of this way, I feel like you would protect me in a way, that way that other people don't know so that they don't place their judgment on me. And he did exactly opposite. And or if I didn't know God, if I didn't have a relationship with God myself, I would have been left. But because I know who God is and I don't serve the church I serve God that's why I stayed because these people like they just kept going and going and going and going I I was a youth leader at the time so even the youth kind of distanced themselves from me and I'm still dealing with that some of them and it's just like dang something that was supposed to be private something that's supposed to be you know personal came out in the whole church when I say whole church youth gum like older adults everybody like everybody knew all my business so that was something I had to kind of get over that I'm still dealing with. And I just kind of keep it in the back of my head and say, look, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to deal with that. I'm just going to focus on God. I'm just going to focus on relationship with God. I'm not going to, like, I don't see nobody. And that's the kind of mentality I had to have to get over it and still get over it. I could relate to that because there's been situations where I've shared things with, like, certain leaders and, like, the next day everybody's looking at you funny like if I'm sharing something with you in private like we said earlier it's me you and God but like we said not everybody understand that um Herbie had one more thing to say and then we're gonna move on to the next question yeah I'm not sure if this is considered church hurt but I guess this is in that ballpark where we're saying it's kind of similar as outside and since it happens in the church they call it church hurt but um I know uh group of people who had like certain drama or little beef that they had between each other mm-hmm. and it ended up being I don't know, they tried to resolve it, you know, in an adult like a 
what's the word, mature manner, have a conversation about mm-hmm. it. So they had a conversation about it, and it didn't turn out the way they wanted it to. And it ended up going far as people blocking each other on social media and this, that, and the third. Mind you, this is happening in the church. Uh, I want to say their little group within the church or whatnot, and all of them are in their own ministries. Mm-hmm. So now when they come together, they have the little beef going within each other, and that has caused certain people within the church to leave the ministry and leave mm-hmm. the church. And because of that bad experience, they leave the whole thing in, in, in all, and they don't want to go back to another church or experience the same situation. So, like, because it happened in the church, I guess maybe that's church hurt, or maybe it's not, but mm-hmm. I feel like people are, some people are letting, like, different things um, kind of hinder their relationship with God. God, 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 God. Okay, um, the next question is, um, what convinced you to stay in the church or ministry? What was it that convinced you to stay in the church? Okay. Um, Zachary, I think that what convinced you to stay in the church would probably be I'll be the eye. I say that if you're in a ministry and you're doing what you have to do, I feel like letting this um, church hurt or whatever's bothering you get in your way of get doing what you have to do, your responsibilities can um, can be fatal only because if you're in a ministry, if you stop what you're doing because of something that you can take up with God or the other person themselves, you're blocking not only um, what you have, your purpose, but it can be hindering somebody else's and what they have with God. So it's like, especially if you're a leader or something, if you're closing mm-hmm. down your ministry, somebody under you could be, you're blocking their blessings just like that. And I feel like as long as you know where your head at with, with God is, and you know that um, you, you could cry in your room, you could talk to God all night, but you know that you have a responsibility to take on with God and whatever your ministry is, then I feel like that should be enough to make you stay and push through with God. That's a good answer. Anybody else? To piggyback on what exactly was saying, uh, I didn't get a chance to speak on the first question about the situation that I've experienced with church hurt, but to still, you know, tell the story without going too far in depth, um, I've seen people leave their own ministry because of the church hurt that they felt within their ministry, and this situation would be specifically the music ministry. And what convinced me, myself, as a musician, to remain in that ministry in my church is because. I had to realize after having deep contemplation and like Zach said, sometimes crying in front of God and asking him, where's my place in the church? Where's my place in the church's ministry? What ministry and how do you want to use me? And it was like I was going through the motions of what I do daily and it becoming more and, and becoming like doing more and bringing more people into it without realizing it was happening so fluidly and so easy. I didn't realize what was happening. And the whole time I'm asking him, what should I do next? What's my ministry? And he was building it around me without me seeing it and it wasn't until that I noticed it and what he was trying to do it was like okay I see what you're trying to do here how far do you want to take this and it was at that point where it was like I'd had no one to ask questions because the person prior decided you know with that feeling of church hurt they left their ministry and fled it so they were the person that knew more than I did knew how to you know set things up and put things together and it was like I was left with the pieces of the puzzle and asking God where what fits where and slowly but surely he's giving me those and I can't say I, I, I know anything 100% but it's a day by day process and every day is another prayer of okay now I know this what's next so that's what convinced me to stay in that same ministry uh, Mike here um, so I also didn't get a uh, chance to uh, speak on the first question but um, I've I've not directly experienced church hurt but I have seen it like a uh, I've experienced it, I've, I have seen it in the church. So, um, when I first came to Christ, um, I was in a church that kind of went through a big split and that had a you know huge impact on, on my faith as a, you know, uh, kind of like a early Christian. Um, so, one, uh, one thing that kind of helped me, or one thing that kind of God revealed in me that showed me that, hey, um, yes, you're gonna experience those things even if it's in the church setting, was the fact that church is a hospital, right? And a hospital is where sick people go, right? So it, it don't matter who it is. It could be the pastor, it could be you know, the deacon. Everybody's sick and everybody's there for a reason. So one thing that God kind of revealed to me was that, hey, um, 
yes, these people might be <laughs> preaching or they might be leading service, but you know, I'm I'm at church because you know I have things that I need need to be healed from. They also have things to be uh, healed from. So I think when you kind of realize that we're all in the same boat and everybody's mm-hmm. just imperfect, you're all you know. I would say you accept everything, but you're you're more understanding of you know, or at least you you, you take more time to step back and realize okay, yeah. hey this person you know hey they have their own trauma that they have to deal with. Let me not take it personal and you know let me not just let it ruin my entire pers- you know pers- the perception of it's like understanding basically yeah yeah um fafa and to piggyback off of what mike said about the hospital thing it makes sense because when you go to a hospital not everybody wants to be healed not everybody wants to be helped and oftentimes we get into situations and we're dealing with interactions with people that don't aren't truly are not looking to be helped are not looking to be saved are not looking to be saved are not looking to you know be delivered or anything they're just there to cause issues and we have to learn how to separate we have to have the mindset to separate the people and god because god is not those people god is a whole nother person in himself and he has different characteristics it's just that we're dealing with people with different attitudes different personalities that don't understand god the same way and that's what helped me um kind of get over the hump separate separating it i'm gonna add um i'm gonna give a, oh. please state your name ma'am oh it is i esther <laughs> um so it is i esther what i'm gonna add i'm gonna actually do two things like merge the two so the first thing personal experience with church hurt i think my church hurt was kind of weird i'm not sure how you guys explained the church hurt before but for me as a pk my church hurt came from I, I defend my dad as the pastor, as the head of the church. And when people do things like the members or things that I see to, to go against the church in any way, I get offended. That, that's how my church hurt came from. It wasn't necessarily like the church doing, I mean, I had experience with that too, but I think I take it more when it's being directed towards my dad as the leader of the church and people are doing things towards that. And then I get offended, I get hurt. So that's where my church hurt came from. But with that experience and uh, what um, Courtney had said as well, that there was people who are doing work in the church and decide because they are not, it's not going the way they want to, they get up and go. Mm-hmm. So you have no regard, no care. So it's not connection with God. You're doing mm-hmm. it for something else. And you just leave it and speak bad. And that's, I, I found myself also getting so upset and angry that even in the ministry as a youth leader as well, like, and I work a lot of things with the youth, I became discouraged because those same people would speak like they're waiting to see something fall. Yeah. They're waiting. Mm-hmm. And I know it. I hear the things that they're mm-hmm. saying. People are, and I would get so upset. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't, and then God had to let me, like, help me realize you're not doing it for them. And if anything, this is exactly what you need to be doing because they're waiting, but they're going to see it's not you. It's not I'm not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it on my own because I'd be ready to let go. It's a lot to mm-hmm. put but at the same time like God is showing me, you know, this is something I'm helping with the youth to grow. I'm being that person for them because if I let go, who's doing it? Mm-hmm. Who's going to take it on? Mm-hmm. Um but also that it's also a reminder that this is for God's glory and his glory alone. Mm-hmm. Point blank period so therefore that's been but i know that my experience with church church definitely church hurt um definitely was different and i took it as that and i didn't even know if i should name it as church hurt but i was like i'd be angry like mm-hmm. don't come for the fact like no I'm gonna, like i'm gonna be offended and i'm gonna get so upset and angry at them and it was not good but definitely i think the one thing that keep you in the church at least for me was knowing you know the, the word tells you, you know, you're going to go through things. You're going to go through trials. You're going to, mm-hmm. but that's, take joy in that. Take joy in that suffering. As, as me, as a, as a person of God doing his work, take joy in that suffering. Because I'm not doing it for no one else but him. And he's getting the glory. So therefore, I'm going to keep doing it. It's mm-hmm. hard. You know, we got, we got to ask for some <laughs> peace and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much what it is. So knowing I'm doing it for the glory of God, that's, that's kind of what's holding me down. Okay. Uh, Charlene again. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's their hit on the nail for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree with a lot of the things she said. That um, I think the first thing I want to say is when it comes to deciding whether you're leaving a church or ministry in general, not necessarily maybe you don't want to leave the church, but like even stepping down from a ministry, it's a hard decision to make. Like it's not easy. Um, and you have to really have some like real moments and conversations with God. So one, I feel like if you 
are a part of a ministry and just, you know, leave abruptly, like, I feel like, one, it's a selfish decision. Um, and secondly, I just feel like those who stay in the ministry, um, even through the church hurt, even through, you know, whatever trials come their way, I feel like they have a true servant's heart. Um, so I feel like when you're a servant of God, you understand that my servant is not people. I don't serve people. I serve God. And so what I'm in, what God wanted me to do here, my work yet is not done. And so I feel like there's a way to do everything. And if God called you to be an evangelist or if God called you to do this and that, and maybe you're not supposed to stay there for, you know, ever, God will make sure that the work that you do, like, you know, you're going to do it well. And I also know that the enemy does not like unity. So I feel that, you know, when it comes to churches, even talking about churches splitting up when it comes to um, committees, um, the enemy does not like um, unity. So what happens when everybody is doing well, what the enemy starts to do is he creates jealousy. He creates, you know, a bunch of different things that start to happen or people start to, you know, fall out with their relationship with God because maybe they weren't praying hard enough and the enemy, you know, kind of just threw in front of them their, you know, their weakness. And as Christians, we have to understand that, you know, our battle is spiritual. We're, we're battling spiritual things. So when we look at people and take it to heart, we don't understand that there's so much more happening than what we really see. And so instead, what we really need to do is pray for ourselves you know, and pray for those around us. Because there's been times where I'm like, dang, is this a ministry that I really want to do? And God kept, you know, kept showing me, no, this is what I need you to do. And this is also what I need you to do next too. So guess what? You can't leave if I like, you know, have some things, you know, still in the works for you. And if I were to leave, that would be selfish for me. And why would I want to hurt a ministry? Because, you know, um, because I just decided I'm just going to up and, you know, fall back or leave a church or leave a ministry. So yeah, that's my answer. Um, I guess I'll share somewhat about my church hurt. Um, I'm not going to talk about the whole church hurt, or I'm just going to get into the question that I asked you guys. Um, how What convinced me to stay in the church and stuff? Um, I've gone through a lot of church hurt. Um, at one point, I was like very depressed, and I was very suicidal. A lot of people don't know that. I was very suicidal at one point in life, and it was because of church. And it was a lot going on. Um, like Mike said, um, I was in a church that um, that went through um, a separation, and it was really tough on the church and also just everybody in the church because it was a lot to process. And in the midst of me going through, like processing going through this whole thing, um, somebody in the church actually came up to me and said, you're the reason why the church is divided. Like, imagine hearing that from a person that's like in the church that's, that plays a very important role in the church. And at the time, I was going through my own personal thing. Like, I had my sister that just passed. My mom was sick. So I was going through a lot. And once I heard that, I was just like, if I'm hindering um, God's work from being done, why does God have me here? Why does God want me here? So, like, it was a lot. Like, these are things, like, I don't really share with people. Um, I stayed in the church for a little bit until, like, I felt like it was too much. And I felt like I was going crazy. I actually walked away from the church. I didn't stay in the church. I walked away from the church, and I didn't go to church for, like, a good three months. And I kid you not, like, it was, it was like, a dark period of time for me around that time, not going to church, not seeking God. Just, like, why do you have me going through this? Like, I'm going through all of this personal thing, and then now my church is, you know, attacking me and all that stuff. Like, and when I did, like, I was like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Like, what's my next step? And, um... I didn't stay in the church simply because I felt like my my work was done. My mission was done. Whatever God wanted me to do was done. So I decided to leave the church. Like, no bad blood, none none of that stuff. Like, my old church, if they need me today, they say, hey, darling, we need you to show up and show up. Guess what? I'm there. We need you to do worship. I'm there. We need you to pray. I'm there. I'm available for anything that brings glory to God. Nothing that brings glory to men. I didn't stay in the church simply because I felt like it was bad for my soul. And I felt like I was losing touch with God. And I was um, I was developing anger towards God. And I didn't like what that felt like. So that's my story. That's my answer. And I'm sticking to it. Anybody else got anything to say? <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Rose here. And just to sum it up with everything that was said, 
my biggest thing that I've, um, it's just a saying I've come up with is ministry don't stop. Like regardless of, you know, you know, having conflict, having uneasiness in the church and the ministries that we're in, people are still out there. People are still hurt. People are still lost. So just like coronavirus, coronavirus was here. Well, still here. <laughs> Getting real. I'm like, still what? real. But, <laughs> but like ministry don't stop. We, we, um, adapted, we, you know, got on lives, different, um, ministries that didn't have a prayer line. They, you know, they, did that route and started doing that. So regardless of what's happening, even though you're hurting, there's still people out there who don't even know Christ, who, even, who has, they've never even tasted and seen what Christ can do in their lives. So that's all I could say is to encourage you guys to stay in Christ is because ministry does not stop regardless if you're hurting or not. Okay. Alicia, you ain't got nothing to say, sis? You just quiet that up. Um, I mean, it's not really, well, maybe it's a great conclusion. Um, I know like even going through these church hurts, rather than kind of look at it as a way to kind of discourage you, look at it as a way to help them pray for them. You know, um, they might be battling something themselves that they don't know how to like, you know, express or get it out there. And their one way of doing it just might be to cause chaos. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about, you can't really get in a relationship with someone who is damaged. And it, it, it takes a lot, you know, damaged people, they, they, um, it's like, what is happiness to them? You can't really define that with one word. Um, and it's just, it's mostly just an emotion. It's a feeling. So, I mean, for the most part, I believe, yeah, you, you don't like what's going on. Um, but the best answer is to really just seek God, pray for these people, um, wish away bitterness and that they just, you know, they're happy and that they're safe and that. You know their relationship with God is it improves. That's really much I can say. Can I add something to that? <laughs> when you were saying that, it's rose again. It's just like <laughs> it's rose you, again. You can't, like, you can't change people, and you can't change how people act towards you. Yeah. But you can pray for God to change how you react. Like if somebody says something, it can just go like this past you. Mm -hmm. You know, dust it off your shoulder because. God has given you the strength to deal with different things. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the way to overcome church hurt is pray for yourself. Mm -hmm. Once you get it, once you pray for yourself, you're able to um, go through those experiences and not let it take you completely out. Kind of like, oh. it surely was doing like put on the, the whole Christ. armor of Christ. Yeah, like what's good? We're soldiers here. Pray the righteousness. I have to before we step in. I'm gonna add from what Rose said for real about praying for yourself and also praying for others, but definitely for yourself because in the um, example that I said earlier where I was getting upset and angry, I found myself getting so like my heart was kept in my leg, like it, it, was, it was heavy. It was, I there's no way I should be getting that upset, and I was like, God, why am I losing? sleep or just stress off from this so i prayed over it. i prayed over that anger i asked that he remove it and help me to give peace um to receive peace to get his peace and as i get his peace that i'm not angry at those people but i'm able also to pray for them i don't know what they're going through but i my anger allowed me to just see them through angry lenses you know just and not i'm not praying for you i'm not no but after i'm like i'm giving him my anger he's giving me peace in that peace i'm able to pray for them i'm able i'm still hurt I'm, it's not like you know this is okay what they did but i'm still able to lift it up before god and ask that he take it um take control so it is a big thing to pray um you know pray for yourself it just all goes back to forgiveness you know like it releases you and it allows you to do it to continue god's work basically that's all i can say about that <laughs> are you gonna say something yeah I wasn't going to say something, but um, I'm going to say something. <laughs> uh, I want to add on, like, people who Please are, like, Please tell blocking. the people your name. Oh, it's Ariel. Ariel here. <laughs> uh, I want to add on people who block ministers from growing. Like, when you have a new idea, but they fear of, like, losing respect. So, or just losing, like, their spot. The yeah, spotlight, so, like, you know? even though it'll be beneficial for the, you know, that group, uh, they just won't let you, like, 
say anything or do anything and when you go to a higher authority about it and like you know they nothing happens and so it's like you feel stuck like i want to you know it's my calling and i want to help out but like you don't want me to do anything so like what am i here for mm. so it's like kind of awkward no that's something that's real like what she um she's her talking about um people blocking um basically blocking your ideas in church and a lot of time it's not even you thinking about these things it's like god placing it on your heart god's like okay i want this and that to work and it's like you you don't want the credit you want you just want god to be glorified and this person's like if i let you talk about this that means that they're gonna see you but in reality you're not trying to be seen like a lot of people don't know half of the people in this group that's talking right now they they're they're like background people they'll stay in the background they'll do the work in the background they don't ask for credit but but like a lot of time people discredit them people discredit you for what god god has placed in you and it's it's a lot it's a lot to process but anyways we're not gonna talk about it because some people might be offended so yeah um Next question, unless anybody else had anything to say. Herbie, nothing. <laughs> Zach, no. Where's Nini? Nini, you ain't gonna say nothing? I was waiting for you to give me a whole lecture, girl. Yeah, she's trying to mic. Boom. I think this is gonna be probably our last question. Um, it's basically um, how can we prevent um, church hurt from happening? What can we do? Because when you look at it, we're the next generation. We're basically the one that's like setting the tone, doing everything for the next generation to come. How can we prevent somebody else from getting hurt? Ooh, I love this. Okay, I'm going to go with Mike. If I should be Mike. Honestly, I don't think you can prevent that from happening because as as long as you have human beings interacting with each other, like it's, it's going to happen. I think what you can do is you can... One, teach yourself how to, you know, adapt and overcome, you know, mm-hmm. church hurt, and you can teach others as well, right? But in reality, man, like, even if you go back to, the, like, go back in the Bible, right? Like, Moses, like, Moses didn't see, you know, he didn't see the promised land because of people. Because of people. Like, yeah. that means leaders, right? <laughs> My you know boy works so hard. So, yeah, you can't, you can't, like, as long as you're doing with human beings, you can't, you can't, yeah. you can't stop mm-hmm. that from happening. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Yeah. Mrs. Mike? Mrs. Donat? Hi, everybody. It's Rose again. <laughs> um, when you ask that question, I the first people I think about are people who are new to Christ. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we preach the prosperity gospel mm. and we're like, you know, come to Christ. Everything's going to be good. I'm not saying that, you know, God is good and God will make way. But sometimes we tend to forget, hey... There's Volegas out there. Just see Volegas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you understand thieves of grace. Thieves or of joy grace. stealers. Just put it like They're that. joy stealers. So pretty much something good happens and then, you know, people come in a way to, uh, coming at you to attack. But pretty much, you know, us leaders, um, especially with youth, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we're in the spirit and we're having good worship. We're like, yes, I want to accept Christ because God's going to deliver me and God is going to deliver you. But you got to say, but, you know, just... You know, be cautious that, you know, things will come out your way and have, you know, ask God for discernment discernment, so you can see when things are coming at you so you don't act in a way that is not pleasing to God. So what for new, like new Christians and those. Yeah. 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 Um, Charlene, um, honestly, I was, I'm going to say similar to Mike. I don't feel like you can prevent church hurt from happening. I feel like it's going to happen because the church is literally just like the world except full of believers. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I find that with people, I think we talked about like the church being a hospital. Yeah. And so a lot of people come to church with a whole lot of baggage, you know, yeah. and just different things. And hurt people are going to hurt people. Yeah. And so in the midst of you trying to find your own healing, um, there are going to be people that are going through things. And somebody is going through, you know, a crisis in their life and you don't know that. And so you don't like the way they spoke to you that day. And for the rest of, you know, your time at the church, you associate their you associate them with how they, you know, acted towards you, you know, on that specific day or, you know, on that, for that month and you avoid them. But I feel like you just stay prayed up, 
um, church, honestly, it's not for the weak, so it's survival of the fittest out here. So, <laughs> come on, pray. Come on, preach about it, prophetess. It's, it's crazy, like, what, what, you, what you say, right, is that, um, like, like, as a new believer, right, it's like you kind of have to have that, like, uh, mindset. Because, when I, like I said, when I first came to church, it was crazy, right, because I was like, oh, yeah, these people, these people are dope. They're so nice to me, and like I kid you not, we went to a picnic <laughs> one time, and I was in the line, and you know I got to, you know I was waiting in the line for a long time to get food, um, and I got to the front of the line, and the dude giving out the food yelled at me, he was like, yo, like I was like, yo, can I get some? He's like, nah, you can't have that. I'm like, bro, <laughs> and I kid you not, bro, like I didn't look at that dude the same for like three months. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, just to show you like how when you come and if you don't have a, like a true like perception of what church is right mm -hmm. it's not this uh like like utopia where like everybody gets together you know and have no type of problems if you don't have a real perception of what it is like little things like that can like turn you off to like church you know what I mean? yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that's real and to add on to that okay Go ahead, that answer you you did that um herb um herb here again uh i think in order to like minimize treachery one thing that and this is something i also personally struggle with a lot of times we can we use that for our problems or little situations that we're going through we look for the solution in the wrong places and, and that's in man. You always go to people for help. Um, and the one thing they always tell us is that the answers is are, are in the Bible and in prayer. And this is one thing that I don't do too often, as I should, because everybody always tells me, yo, the answer's in the Bible. 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 And then we're still looking everywhere else but the Bible. And not nine times out of ten, that's why we're still getting hurt, because sometimes we don't understand why certain things are happening to us or how... And it's like, we won't, really, we won't really understand until, you know, you just try to connect more with the word and God, your relationship with him as well. So it's like, church, obviously it's still gonna happen, but like, I guess the more you open up to trying to understand why, or just learning more about the Bible itself, it could definitely mediate some of the different things that happen and you more like, What's the word? Yeah, like I was saying how, you know, church is not for the week. It'll definitely, you know, build your character and build you stronger than normal. So I think that's how we can help me minimize it. <laughs> that was good, Herb. That was good. Um, Jovi, did you want to take in, chime in, or Alicia? Um, the last thing that I was going to say is that um, I just feel like with the growth of, like, you know, the youth generation, I do think that like leadership conferences and meetings are really important to have 
So I feel like nowadays people go to Bible school, okay, I'm a pastor now. And I don't feel like it works that way. So because a lot of people don't necessarily know how to lead, yeah. um, the people that fall underneath them then don't know how to carry out the mission yeah. that that church is trying to build. Mm-hmm. So I feel like everything right. starts out with foundation and knowledge is important. And so I think that us as youth, it is important that, you know, we know that we're in ministry, but like even doing something as small as the youth ministry or the dance ministry, there's etiquette and everything. So yeah. to be able to learn how to lead, to be able to understand how to talk to people, to be able to deal with confrontation is really important. And I think that that would eliminate a lot of the church hurt that we go through. That was good. That was good. Um, I'm going to say empathy. Um, I think empathy is a big thing that the church lacks. Um, they can't, no, they can lack. I, I feel like the church think that they have it, you know, the body of Christ itself. They feel like they have it. Empathy is something I feel like would help in decreasing church hurt. Um, and how that would help is that, you know, in a lot of times, those who are church hurt, they feel, um, like people are looking down on them or they're being talked about or they're not understood they don't feel understood and kind of pushed away empathy helps put those like leaders especially in the leadership especially in the leadership but it helps put um, those in the church in the shoes of the others like if how would you feel if you know what's being done to this person is being done to you the same way Faila has said earlier she shared something and the whole church knew so those people who were sharing it's like how would they feel that was them you know so empathy is kind of taking yourself out of like no that's wrong you can't do that and trying to understand where they're coming from and leading them through it so i think that would help prevent people feeling hurt and instead they feel understood they feel like all right they're listening to me and they're helping me through it. not judging me not trying to push me away or just fix me or whatever so yeah empathy is something i think would help All right, so this is Rose again. Moment of silence. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But um, in conclusion with everything that was spoken about today, like I said, ministry don't stop. Um, and pray for yourself because you cannot fix anybody. Only God can fix other people. But pray that God can help you to grow and that you're able to adapt with certain with certain situations that occur and overall that will help everybody with you praying for yourself and your um, your spiritual walk and how you react to different people that will eventually bleed into how you react to other people and that will um, as you all do that and come together that's when people actually grow and things get shifted around so that's all i had to say and again it's rose and peace and so (laughs) (laughs) but seriously though no no honestly you guys um this is probably one of my favorite episodes i I think people go on to be like oh you see that's almost every episode but no i love um getting my um family my um ministry family my actual family i love getting y'all opinion because it enlightens people in different ways and i truly appreciate you guys taking the time out but before anything you guys um i do want to tell you about a few of the people that recorded today as you guys remember shirley jovi she does fti media if you need anything done any recording any pictures taken hit her up she's your girl she is located in orlando and Rose Rose, <laughs> Rose is a brilliant photographer. If you're on my page, you have seen some of these, some of her work. Um, you have seen some of her work with basically almost everybody here, but she's located in Georgia right now because Sustan got married and all that good stuff. So if you need pictures taken, she will be more than happy to take your pictures. She's going to give you guys her Instagram information. Photos. <laughs> yeah, just hit her up, DM her, just you know, follow her too. She does great work. And Hariel here, the lovely Hariel, she has um, her Instagram where she posts motivational um, topics, where she talks about them and she motivates you. And also, she does a beautiful business. She has this um, heart of giving business where it's a package, it's a box filled with goodies like body work stuff just a lot of things to make you feel good about you and words of encouragement also in there um follow her on personal page um 
I believe your personal page is what was it again? At Hurry SF. That's her personal page, and her business page is Heart underscore Giving of Giving. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just put Heart of Giving on your um search, and she should pop up. Um, Alicia is multi-talented she does hair <laughs> she design clothes she does everything and you can find her um what's your page um alicia uh my personal page is at christine alicia okay that's her personal page no sorry that's my project page that's her project page and um christopher slash courtney um he cuts hair in jersey if you do need to get your hair cut, my boy will get you right. I kid you not. You will be out here looking better than anybody else. <laughs> um, Chris, what's um, your Instagram? Uh, it's at csav the barber, spelled C-S-A-V-V, the barber. There you go. Um, Nini's a singer. She models. She um, she does everything. She did this cute little outfit she designed. I don't know if she's going to continue with that, but... If you need anything done in the Jersey area, hit her up. Um, I think I covered everyone. Rodka. Rodka. She has, um, it's a shop, right? It's a clothing line. She has her clothing line. She has some beautiful stuff. Um, what's her Instagram for her fashion thing? Rodka. You guys heard it here. You want to look good. You want to get good pictures taken. You need a word of encouragement. Um, they're the right one to reach out to. Without further ado, I'm going to have Christopher pray us out. And we're going to wrap it up. Salut à tout le monde. Captain of the podcast, Safe Haven. Um, so I'm thankful for being a part of this. This is my first podcast ever. Sorry, this is Chris speaking, by the way. My first <laughs> podcast that I've done, um, and I'm glad to do it here with my um, family in Christ. Um, so just to cover up everything we've spoken to, I want to pray out that God blesses each and every single one of us that spoke on these topics, not because we are here to criticize the church or hurt the church in any way or in any way or shape or form put our respective churches in bad lights but the church begins with the members of the church and the members of the church the way the bible says we are the members of the of the body of christ and if you look god forgive me if i'm wrong but it's first collisions uh verse eight uh collisions chapter one verse 18 where they says jesus christ is the head of the church and the members are the body as the members of the body so we together collectively grow and create the church so from us and our what we find we grow and aid the church in its development so from us we can help grow for the next generation and the ones after us and i ask that you cover us and allow us to move forward with this and cover darling with our podcast the lord jesus christ i pray amen <laughs> 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 <laughs>